Hello, everyone, and welcome back to SACS's Essay Today podcast. My name is Michelle Botcher, and I'm an associate professor in the College of Education at Clemson University, and I'm also your host for this program. Today, we're going to have a conversation about a strategy a lot of people have used to persist through the past year, the COVID-19 pandemic, and all the complexities of work and life during an incredibly stressful time. Our guests today are here to talk about the cats that they have gotten during the pandemic. So to get things started today, I'll let the guests introduce themselves. We're going to do it in a little bit different format from other episodes, but if you would, when you all introduce yourselves, um, also introduce your cats, why you chose to get a cat in the past year, and if you would share an interesting fact about your cat, that would also be great. Sound good? Yeah. All right. Go for it. Okay. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Mary Erin Morrissey. I go by Mary Erin. I work at Clemson University in the Division of Public Safety and Emergency Management. Um, so really been super, as everyone has been, been super busy in the last year with COVID, um, but really we coordinate information and response and make sure that everybody has what they need um, to respond to crises and emergencies. Um, so this past year we adopted not one, but two cats. Um, because I am a sucker and there were two left and I wasn't, I couldn't leave one behind. Like I just couldn't do it. Um, and so they are monster and midnight. Um, but midnight, her full nickname is itty bitty, midi, pretty kitty, but we call her itty bitty <laughs> because she is itty bitty. Um, and both of them are, um, black domestic short haired cats. It's just what my family has always, we've always had black. Um, we chose to get a cat. I had originally thought about getting a dog, like a corgi for my daughter. Um, but thinking through that logistically, it was just, I didn't, I, I wanted something that honestly, like I didn't want to get up at 6am on a Saturday to let out an animal. Like I'm just going to be perfectly honest. Um, and she has been asking for cats pretty much her whole life. She loved my parents' cats. Um, but she had allergies. And so she finally outgrew those allergies. So I was able to get them. Um, and I thought that she was responsible enough for them. Um, and so it was just kind of coincidental that it happened during the pandemic. Um, and they were surprised for her. So I got to surprise her. She came home one day and there were two kittens waiting for her. So that was super fun. So um, there are many, I don't know if they're interesting, but there are many um, unique eccentricities about my cats. As one of my friends would say, they sound exhausting and they are, they're very exhausting. Um, so, but the um, monster has learned how to sit on her back paws and scoop up a ball that she likes to chew on and like bring it to her mouth and roll it around and bite it. So. You don't need opposable thumbs apparently to pick things up and destroy them. So that, that's just been a great thing for us. Um, and then um, if you, for itty bitty, if you are somebody who believes in reincarnation, um, itty bitty is um, let's say a new soul to this world. And she's really just trying to figure out how <laughs> to work. She really is. And one of the things that she learned the hard way 
um, is that cats do not always fall on their feet. Um, she actually, since she was little, she was able to get through um, some railings that we have on our second floor and she fell through the railing and she fell onto a shelf and then <clears throat> fell over um, as well. So she was fine. She's okay. She hasn't done it again, but cats <laughs> do not always fall on their feet. We learned that the hard way. Um, and it was, it was a fun night. And it was also the first night my daughter trusted me to stay home alone with the cat. So that was great. <laughs> that was great. Oh, well, lessons learned, right? Thank you so much, Mary. Madison, how about you? I feel the not having to get up at 6 a.m. very deeply. Very, this resonates for me on a very personal level. I've always had cats growing up. My name's Madison Leffel. I guess that's my introduction. <laughs> I guess that's my introduction. I uh, work as a conduct coordinator at the University of South Florida. Um, so shout out to producer Jen Lowe, colleague as well. Um, <laughs> my cat, Nori Tonkatsu which of course that would be his name. We actually only affectionately refer to him as Bubs. So both of my cats have full names, but we use them at, not at all, <laughs> not at all. Um, we have two cats. I only really care for one. It's mutual, so it's okay. <laughs> so it's okay. Evan is her favorite person. She only wants anything to do with Evan. And so we just pretend that she's not around. Her name is Little Sweet. Thank you. I'm, I can hear the laughs at home. Like <laughs> I can hear the laughs at home. Um, Nori Bubs is a 25 pound Lynx Point Siamese Maine Coon. Oh Completely wow. by accident, we picked him up at a 7 Eleven in the parking <laughs> in, a, in the parking lot at a 7 Eleven. Uh, and he happens to just be completely massive, beautiful, massive cat. Um, I like to refer to him as the mantis shrimp of cats. If you've ever seen that oatmeal cartoon, he is dark, he is light, he is beautiful. Um, he is vengeful AF, like he's got attitudes. He doesn't appreciate not having things when he wants them, being able to go places where he wants to go. Um, the little one he appreciates as just having like either as a chew toy or a cuddle buddy, it's really up to him. Uh, I think that's why he speaks to me the most. He's just the person I want to be in life. I'm like, yeah, take what you need, man. <laughs> like, take what you need, no apologies. People are going to love you because you're beautiful anyway. Uh, so I guess that's why those are my quick facts. Quick facts about Nori. I, I've littered stories throughout these questions. So you will know more about his many, many antics as, as the podcast continues. Thanks for fun on the litter. Well done. I really want to see this cat now. Can you, are you at home so you can show or oh, can show yeah. us? Yeah. Can... You want to see him? Yeah, absolutely. Here. I'm, I'm very curious because you said 20 points. Oh my goodness. Oh, he is so cute. Hi, baby. Oh. So I'm glad that you're at home and like doing this from home um, and able to show. I, I too have been glad to be home all year. <laughs> all, all year. All year. Uh, I think that's Nori's. Nori has that feeling too. Um, he, could, he could do with me or do without me at home and would not, would not affect him whatsoever. Just the amount of people who turn the, was the faucets on and off for him to drink out of. Important. <laughs> yeah. Important things. And for listeners, Bubs is pretty much just as beautiful as Madison described him. So. Yes. Yes. He is a massive cat. Yeah. Oh yeah. I had to pick him up outside. He got 
outside in Carrollton. I got on one story. <laughs> one story. I had to pick them outside up in Carrollton. And we used to have individuals drive through this little cul-de-sac that we sat in because we would always have units for rent there. So they'd come by and drive through. And I had to pick him up. He was laying in, fr- in front of the street. Somebody couldn't drive. And I had to go out there and grab him. And this girl leans out of her car and she goes, is that your cat? And I was like, yeah, I'm really sorry. I'm just going to move him out of the way. And she goes, damn, girl, that's a big old cat. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I realized that my cat was too big. <laughs> I love that. Oh. Go for it, Lee. Okay. Um, so my name's Lee Belmont. Um, I just graduated from Clemson last year, and I'm currently the director of educational services with the ARC Jacksonville, primarily working at the University of North Florida. Um, so I actually was just looking at pictures earlier today um, of my cat, and the most important thing, yeah, he's his name is Ceviche. Um, that is not his birth name. I renamed him. His birth name is, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right because I don't know tennis, um, Andre Agassi. Um, I think that's how you pronounce his name. Um, he, all his whole litter was found on a tennis court. So all of the cats had different tennis names. So that was his name, but I really like, I've had the name Ceviche in my head for like four or five, or four or five years. Um, there used to be a show called Chowder, um, back on Cartoon Network and they had all the characters named were food. And so I just remember the name Ceviche, just like how it sound. And so now whenever I go to a restaurant, especially a Mexican restaurant, and they have ceviche, I'm like, oh, there's some ceviche. It sounds kind of, people are like, why? Why do you point that out every time? Um, so he, I actually just got him um, almost a year ago. I got him on May 25th. So we're going to have a little party for our adoptiversary coming up soon. Um, I'm going to recreate some photos from when he was a baby. So I'm looking forward to that. He's changed a lot in color. It's kind of funny. So he's a tabby, um, a mackerel tabby, I found out, uh, just because the way his coloring is. I don't know what that means. I don't know if it does mean anything. The only thing is, is he has something called a tabitude, um, which is just an attitude with the tabby. And he definitely did that last night. He ran across my face at 1230 in the morning. So really did not appreciate that at all. Um, So I'm very tired. Um, but he's great. Um, I think an interesting fact about him is other than his name, um, he loves to play fetch. We play fetch every night in bed. So he'll bring me a toy. Sometimes it's a stick. He loves these weird sticks. Um, sometimes it's just like a mouse that's covered in catnip. (laughs) And so he'll play like four or five times and then he'll just kind of flop over and be like, all right, I'm done. So it's, it's very fun though. I really, I'm glad he never grew out of his playing fetch stage because I know that some people were saying he was going to grow out of it and he has not yet. Well, I wish my cats would get into the playing fetch phase instead of me having to go get it after they're (laughs) done and then they still want to play, but they're not going to lower themselves enough as to bring it back to grandma. That's just not. Yeah, no, we, we play that game too. He'll jump in the air for it, really wants to be challenged in that way. Will not be, will not be ridiculed to bring it back. Used to do it all the time. Used to do all the time. It's very I think that's why after a while he realizes he's a cat and he's like, oh, I, this is too much for me. I'm just going to, you know, not do this anymore. I think he, after a while, he realizes he's a cat, not a dog. Right. It doesn't seem like I'm getting a lot out of this. <laughs> it doesn't seem, yeah. Well, Perfect segue. So speaking of getting a lot out of it, what are some of the benefits that you've had? I mean, I love this because it's like an 
a non-question because you've all shared stories already about, and then they did this and sometimes they do that. But um, you want to talk a little bit about sort of what specific to the current context, but life in general, you know, what are some of the benefits that you've seen in, in bringing new cats into your worlds? Yeah, I, so I've had Nori for, is it five? Oh, it's almost, it's probably about four years. So I got him 2017. Is that four? It's four. That's four. <laughs> quick math, quick math. Um, so I've gotten to experience him in and outside of the pandemic. I feel like we really know each other longest lasting relationship of my life. It's been very nice, <laughs> very nice. Um, but Nori is essentially, uh, so he's 25 pounds. He's also a lap cat. Uh, even though he's very vengeful, he does appreciate just me, which I also appreciate. <laughs> and so he is essentially a weighted blanket. And those of us who maybe enjoy a good weighted blanket in a time like a pandemic would probably agree why that's a solid benefit to having a cat. Um, so he will... I think a lot of animals are really intuitive, right? I think dogs are intuitive. I think llamas are intuitive. There's just a whole spectrum of animals that are just very intuitive to the energy around them. And I don't think Nori's any different than that. Uh, so when I get stressed out or like rageful or just tremendously sad or any of the spectrum of emotions that I think a lot of individuals have felt during the pandemic, uh, my cat recognizes that, which is nice. And even if I might not, be in a place where I want to be consoled, which is not unique to me or uncommon, um, he will climb on top of me, which is really nice. So he'll climb on top of me. And then with his two massive paws, he needs my hair. It 100% looks like he's giving me a hug. I absolutely tell myself that's what's happening. I make Evan come out. I'm like, look, look at our cat hugging me. <laughs> look at, does he hug you? He does it. Okay. Cause it's special. <laughs> like, it's there's something really validating about that moment about just like a cat who's usually typically very independent very much on their own time recognizing that maybe in that moment like just a little bit of physical comfort is probably what you need and again evan's here that he's great that's awesome but not as validating as the cat hug like because i don't think a lot of people get that <laughs> so um that's probably been about my favorite part having him in the pandemic is just that he he truly is like my little my little ally here, my little emotional support, which I could never bring or bring outside of this home. I just don't think it would be safe for other people. But for me, it's it fits the bill of what I need. That's great. I think for me, at least with Ceviche, so I got him during like the pandemic. I moved to Florida uh, May 1st, and then I got him like three weeks later. And it took me a while deciding like what I wanted to do. And also with the pandemic, it was hard getting a cat because um, you couldn't just go and walk into the Humane Society and pick out a cat. You had to make a reservation. Well, everybody was getting pets. So it was like a week out. So there, I remember I went to the Humane Society here and had to, make a, had to make a reservation. And they show you some of the cats that are online and stuff, but you don't know what you're going to get until you get there. And so I got there and there were like three kittens um, that, you know, they were all sleepy and they were, I just was like feeling so much pressure to get this cat. And I was just like, I don't know. I'm like really not sure. And I just, I ended up, you know, I think thankfully the Humane Society recognized that and like, you can just come back if you want to decide or anything. And I was just like, okay, I just, I don't know. I was just like very indecisive at the moment. And so um, it was hard. So honestly, I adopted Ceviche, but I almost had to shop for him because I had to find a specific cat 
to get because it, like I said, it was just so hard. And I just really wanted to see the cat before I went to go look, you know, see it in person, just because I didn't, I didn't want just a random like alley cat. I know that sounds bad. I just wanted to, I wanted to know what kind of cat I was getting. And so, um, I drove like an hour away for this cat, um, which was a big pain in my ass because when I had to go back to do shots and getting him fixed and everything, I had to drive to that location. So thankfully I don't have to do that anymore. Um, but still, it was still like very difficult. And I remember going back and forth for the longest time thinking, do I want to get a cat? Do I not want to get a cat? And it's super worth it. I think every time I go home, I'm just really excited. He gives me a hug every time I come home. So he'll kind of jump up on my leg and I pick him up and give him a kiss. And then I put him back down and he's like, okay, that's all I wanted. Uh, and then he'll go away and do whatever else he wants to do. Um, and it's really been rewarding. I've never lived by myself before. And it was very quiet when I first came because I had to still come into the office just because we're like healthcare providers. So we're still like, we were mandatory workers. Um, so I still had to go into an office occasionally. And so when I'd come home, it would just be so quiet before, before him. Um, and then I get him and it's just like, oh, I just love coming home. Like, it's great. I never feel alone. Um, I do have to like have some privacy and like lock him out of the bathroom while I shower or else he'll jump in the shower with me kind of thing. I don't think he wants to. He's just too curious kind of thing. And I, I mean, it's great. I really love having him, even if he is a pain in the butt sometimes. Um, but he he's definitely brought a lot more to me, even during the pandemic. And just being able to be there with him and like have him there and like knowing I'm going home to him is just very rewarding. So Lee, you said you had, you wanted to meet the cat ahead of time. How did you know he was the one? Um, when I, so it's actually kind of a funny story and I'll make it pretty quick. So um, I found him, it was Memorial Day, the day before Memorial Day. And then they wanted me to come on Memorial Day. Well, I didn't have any plans because I didn't know anybody here. So I was like, sure, I'll do that. So I go down to this place and the lady comes out and greets me like smoking a cigarette, like having a cat in her hand. Like it was at a, it's an animal shelter, but still she was the most interesting woman and she's like, well, just to let you know, you have first dibs on him. And I was like, okay, like, cool. What does that mean? Well, there's a guy that came that apparently his cat just died that looked exactly like him. So he wants, you know, he wants to look at him. So I felt, again, pressure to get this cat. And she said, well, there's this one and there's this little bobtail cat too. So there's also a little black and white bobtail that I guess was his brother. Um, and I go into the room and the guy's in the room with me. So now I feel even more pressure to like, like pick this cat, but ceviche, he saw me came up to me and then immediately laid down and took a nap on me on my lap. Um, so I kind of just knew right then and there that like, this is my cat. This is the one I want. Um, and it was really hard being like, yeah, so I'm going to take him. But the guy was really understanding. It was just <laughs> really awkward. I don't like pressure to like feel like obligated to purchase or get anything or adopt anything. Um, but yeah, he just kind of climbed into my lap and I knew right away. I kind of wish looking back, I would have gotten the bobtail too, just so they had brothers. Cause it is, I do feel kind of bad with him just being by himself. But um, I mean, it's still, my place is very small. So I don't think we would have been able to make it work with two litter boxes, so. Yeah, great. Well, Lee, I can make you feel better about not having to, like, because <laughs> I did what you were smart enough not to do. Um, so we got Monster and Itty. Um, I had been looking for months um, because Ainsley, my daughter, kept asking. And so, but the timing had just never worked out. Like, okay, well, this is happening right now. And this is happening. And 
Um, so it just was timing. And so we went, um, we did go on vacation last year. We're very safe, just kind of needed to get away everything, you know. Um, so we kind of went and just kind of hung out the two of us. Um, and I, I had been looking on the Humane Society website or on Pet, Find, Pet Tango or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there are these two little kittens that were like four months old. And I was like, there's no way, like they'll be available when we get back, like, but we'll see. And so they were, um, and I emailed the, the person, it was actually fo- who was fostering them. So the, they weren't at the Humane Society. Um, and so I said, you know, I said, well, they're available. She said, yeah. She said, can you come on Friday? And I was like, yeah, because I also knew myself and I knew that unlike Lee, who seems to make good decisions, I do not. (laughs) And so I knew that if there were kittens involved, that they were coming home with me, like that was what was going to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, because I always tell my friends, I'm like, if I ever call you for bail money, it's because I stole a puppy. So just like, I just, I just love fluffy animals. I do. I think they're the greatest things in the world. Um, and so we got them ours, our adoptiversary is August 14th. Um, and, um, we, and we love them. Um, I really resonated with what Madison was saying. Um, you know, they, they're cuddly, but they're not, um, they're cuddly on their own terms. Monster tends to gravitate towards me and just will sit and chill. Um, Monster is a 16 pound domestic short hair. So she doesn't have the length that Madison's cat does. She is just this bowling ball with legs. And and she's a lap cat as well. And there have been many times that my feet have fallen asleep um, and those kind of things. But what, I I mean, similar, like they they know, like they know when you're struggling, um, whether or not you're outwardly doing that. And there have been times when, you know, my daughter has been having a hard day and Itty, Itty is like the monster will come and will cuddle with me and we'll just sit there and chill and nap, you know, on end. Itty is, um, Itty does not cuddle often, but she is what we call an aggressive cuddler. Um, and that is when she's ready to cuddle, you are going to cuddle with her. And that is the only thing that you are doing in that moment, you are petting her, you are cuddling her, you are maintaining eye contact as well. Because if you do not, if you try and pick up a phone or remote, you, those items will get bitten and tossed aside. And those are just the rules for when Itty cuddles you. But when you are upset, Itty will come and will just be with you and will just cuddle. And so lots of different benefits um, as well. Um, I also, um, I have not worked from home except for like here and there. Um, I worked steadily for like a week and then we were back. So it was also nice to know that my daughter, um, when she went back to school, had someone to co- had something to come home to. Like I have a ring in the living room and I would, you know, see her come home and she literally would lay down and they would come and cuddle her. Um, and so, and it's nice for me as well as somebody who she's 13. And so she's out and about, she's doing her thing. She's doing more stuff. And so the house, like Lee said, has been very quiet. And so, um, these cats are not quiet at all. Um, and so it's been nice for me as she transitions in, in her own development and her own growth for me as a single person to have, again, there's something there, um, you know, and they're a disaster. I mean, they're, they're horrible. They're just horrible. 
Um, and so they, um, they definitely provide different good material and, you know, get to text people, you know, like, oh, look, my cat is in the washing machine. Have a nice day. Um, you know, because climbing behind the refrigerator or in the refrigerator and up, it's just a normal occurrence in our house. That's just what happens. So. Well, so that's my next question. So there's the, the sweet, I need some comfort, come and cuddle me response. Mm -hmm. um, what about the dark side? You, you've touched on some of this, each of you, um, but what are some, some stories you might want to share about? Yeah, not so good a cat today. Oh, where to start? Um, the like deep and significant disrespect for authority, the thirst for hunger, violence, and destruction. Uh, you know, where where do we start? Um, so at this point, I think that Evan and I have collectively invested a relative to a small fortune into Nori and just keeping him alive. Um, I was always I've always raised with cats. My mom always had cats. We Aaron to give you some solace. We always had two cats at once, and most times it worked out <laughs> like most times it worked out really really well but there were always these challenge periods um so i was i was raised with this very deep belief that cats should be allowed to roam outside you know they're nocturnal they're predatorial they they have territories that they like to to roam and so for the longest time i always had let my cats be indoor and outdoor cats and when we were living in Georgia, that was actually really easy. We were in Carrollton, Georgia. Most of it is woods anyway. It's like, it's, it's you, you against a deer, big guy. I think you can hold your own. <laughs> it's not a big deal. Um, but when we got Nori, he came infected with fleas, just completely. And he was, you know, two pounds, this little thing. You can't use flea medication on them. You can only use Dawn soap and a comb. So I'm, I'm there like a helper on a beach with an oil spill kind of thing. Like, it's going to be okay. <laughs> like talking to him. And that was on day one where I had a lot of investment and I'm like, don't worry, I'm really committed. Then like on day 35, he got stuck up in a tree about 60 foot, like 60 feet off the ground and couldn't come down. Really good at climbing up, really bad at climbing down. So we uh, made friends with a lot of our neighbors that year who, when they see me, frantically searching outside or calling bubs all the time they'd be like hey I think he's up in this tree so we we, have, we had a really kind neighbor at that time who scaled 60 foot in the tree and, and pulled him down because I would not let Evan call the fire department I just couldn't be that person <laughs> I just you know, I was like no he'll come down he'll make it up he's like he's been on there all night I'm like no 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 he'll figure it out he'll figure it out we call the fire department there are fires Evan <laughs> like, there are fires. we can't do that um, he almost got picked up by a hawk. That was another thing. He decided to bow up against a hawk, lost that fight, and then half of his stomach. He's fine now. He fully recovered. Oh, no. How much did that cost you? Oh, I, that was the first thing I thought that I did not have at the time. Like enough to throw me into debt. <laughs> like, enough, wow. like enough to make a really good argument for why everyone should invest in pet insurance because. Mm. And it took us a while to figure out, we had to get x-rays to even figure out what happened to him. He, at first he had just developed an abscess, which is like a relatively common thing for cats. Mm -hmm. um, but then when they took an x-ray, they realized that it's like a hooked talon and how deep the, the wound went. And um, he used to be, so Lee, you were talking about how your cats change color or your cat changed color. And he used to be mm -hmm. very much all white with that typical Siamese coloring where it was a little brown in the face and on the boots. Um, he lost 
again, like basically half the side of his body because of the wound and just managing the wound. And when it all regenerated, he came back almost tabby-ish. Um, so that's why tabby-ish. That's why he has the markings that he has now. He's always been a lynx point. We didn't realize he was part Maine Coon until we moved to Florida. And my boss who has four, four cats, four cats. I asked her to watch them. There's a lot of security there, right? Like when you go out of town, you want somebody to check in your cats and they're mm-hmm. like, I have you're like you, you, you're who I want. Like, so she came back and she was like, did you know your cat is Maine Coon? And then we, we went through all of the indicators to figure out why. And we're like, oh, that's why he's 25 pounds. So I feel better, <laughs> better about that. Um, but yeah, I think moving to Florida has made me really challenge my own pet ownership philosophies, especially as it relates to like letting them free roam. You walk outside of my apartment and the first thing you see is a beware of gator sign. And it's, it's, it's very intentional. It's very real. It is a real sign. There are gators all over this place. I have not seen one, but I know he would find one. And I know that he would immediately bow up to it. He would immediately, Hey, you want to go? And I'm just like <clears throat> into his mouth, Nori, we don't have... Like I, I'm happy to have, a, I'm very grateful to have the job that I do during the pandemic, but it is not going to be save your cat from an alligator bite money. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I think that's kind of the darkest points is just how much he makes you reprioritize things in your life just from a financial lens. <laughs> like, and half the time, I mean, they are a-holes, right? Like they're just jerks. They're just not, I don't want to say don't touch me. You're going to make my tail dirty. And I was like, I don't like to feel like that. <laughs> like, why? Uh, why don't, and I'll save that for a different time. I'll let somebody else go. I got literally stories about how awful they are, but we've been <laughs> quite a few already. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, I think the same thing that, you know, Madison was talking about, you know, I think, I think the thing that people need to understand is that, you know, and some of us have, have described this, like cats are low maintenance. Like, you can go away for a day or two and they'll be fine and those kind of things, but they're still animals that need to need to be taken care of as well. Um, and so when we got our cats, um, they and they still do it. So they have random phases of kitten fight club that we call it. Like, it's just like literally like there was one time um, they're, and they're, they're vicious. Like they are so dirty with each other like uh like monster the 16 pound one is walking and then the little bitty one just comes up from behind and literally just supermans onto her just supermans onto her takes her to the ground and let's go like they will slam each other into doors like and at first I was like oh my gosh like this is terrible and now I'm just like meh like you kind of deserved it like you were being a jerk um, but in one of the earlier, we had them. So we, um, so when I got them, it was actually, a, I didn't adopt them initially. I fostered to adopt because the Humane Society would not let you officially adopt them until they were spayed um, or neutered, whatever the correct term is for female cats. Um, and so I had the appointment made, um, but we were still fostering them. Well, one Sunday, I look at itty bitty and I'm like, your eye is kind of watery. That, that's weird. Um, and throughout the day, it just got worse. And so I went to the emergency vet and it's in the middle of COVID. 
And so I sat outside the vet's office in my car with this cat with this big, huge eye that's gooping everywhere. Hadn't had her for like three weeks. Well, in the meantime, my daughter's at home with the other one and she's like, um, monster scratching herself like a lot. I think something is wrong. And so at the vet, then we discovered they had fleas. Um, and so I, we didn't know that because um, it wasn't, they weren't flea infested. It was just, they had a couple and then it takes about a month for them to really. And from what I understand, cats don't complain about their physical ailments as much. So they just kind of deal with it. Like they just went with it. So I'm at the vet on a Sunday night at 11 o'clock at night with this cat with this big black eye that's gooping everywhere, need to get the flea take flea stuff taken care of. I take her home. Then on Tuesday, she goes to get fixed. They both go to get fixed. Well, then in there on the way home, they poop everywhere, like all over their carrier. They're all doped up. They hate each other as well because they've been around all these other things. So they're in there like drug induced, like vet coma trying to fight each other with their cones of shame on and then since they pooped everywhere what the little one has poop all over her like all over her and she wouldn't sit still enough for us to try and get it out so she literally the poor thing had to live with poop on her for like three days because it took that long for her to calm down enough for us to literally cut it out of her oh. um and stuff like that and so so that was, that was not the best week I've ever had in my life. And I was terrified that they weren't going to let us adopt these cats. They were going to be like, you're terrible. You cannot have them. You are clearly not responsible enough. I was terrified they were going to take them back. Um, so they must have really high standards at that humane society for, you know, who adopts cats. Um, and things like that. I mean, they, I mean, the little one, she goes behind the dryer and gets stuck all the time. She knows she ain't getting out, but she still does it. Like she's stupid. Like she's new to this earth and she's just trying to figure out life um, and things like that. I mean, so many different stories, but yeah, I mean, they, their work, like they're a challenge. Um, and Madison just like, we never let our cats out. Like um, my family, we've just, they're indoor cats through and through. Um, and so we're still doing that with ours because ours are just so stupid. Like they, I mean, I can't, <laughs> Do. the problem is is we gave him a taste of freedom and then we took right. it away and he has never yeah. given us i mean there's never he'll look at me before he does something where it's just why did you think you could make that clearance bro like he'll jump straight up he'll try and jump on top of our bookcases which are about eight feet up yeah. and there's a lamp up there that's like we purposely put things on the ledge so he won't jump and then he uses it as like a, oh, okay, this is where I wrap my arms around and just takes the lamp with him. And you just watch him. Like, I can't. Yeah. I can't. At that point, you just have to watch the disaster unfold. You can't well, stop it. <laughs> you can't dream. And, and, and we all know that that's how you learn, right? You make mistakes. Right. Where developmental theory, no mistakes so. in life, pal. That's what I see all the time. Like, and then you become the crazy cat lady because you need to have a conversation with them afterwards, right? Exactly. Like, you have to have the conversation with them. Like, Itty, like, I, I know that you're curious about the staircase and all of those things, but you don't need to climb the outside of the staircase. You can get to where you need to go on the inside because remember <laughs> how you fell the last five times? Like, you're just going to continue to fall. And grandma's had it. And grandma's not going to rescue you anymore. She's going <laughs> to And she still does it. Sounds like your conduct, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, have a lot, 
<laughs> it, it needs a lot of developmental conversations. There was one in particular about the fact that I was very sad that her mom kicked her out of her room at 5 a.m. But Eddie needs to learn that she is not cute at 5 a.m. And she mm. may want to get into my room at that time. But her cuteness is not going to save her butt when she tries to wake grandma up at 5 a.m. That was a tough one. That was a tough one. That's a hard lesson. Yeah, I, I think for at least for with I'll go in a different direction from vet bills because I do also have vet bills. Um, but for ceviche, it's just been like nothing is mine anymore. Everything is his. Um, and learning that I do not own anything anymore. So I went through a long time of, I just got a new couch. So I went through a very long process of finding what would be the right material for him, not necessarily for me. So, um, it's worked so far. He doesn't like the material of my couches. It's like, it's not like a, I don't know how to describe it. It's like the fluffy stuff, but not fluffy stuff. Is it like the cat's? I don't know what the material is called, but it, it's... I need to know what this is because I just got new couches and they love them. And he, he still scratches it, but he doesn't like it too much because I don't think it's mm. like good for his, I don't know, whatever. Um, but I mean, I have, I was just thinking I need to get, I, so this is my process when I go to bed at night. So I have a whiteboard that I have, um, or not whiteboard, sorry, a bed, a headboard, that's what it's called, headboard that I use. That's a really nice headboard. And I remember I bought it during the pandemic before I was moving to Florida and was like, oh, this is so cute. I love it. And it's like that, like upholstered like stuff. And like, it's yep. And so at night I have a blanket and I cover the blanket with the damn or the headboard with the damn blanket, because all night I'm just going to hear him scratch that thing. And it drives me nuts. He only does it at night. He only knows, does it when I'm in bed. He doesn't do it during the day. But he only does it at night from what I can tell. And I have to get a new headboard. So that's going to cost me, you know, a little bit of money because it just looks crappy now. It just looks like all these threads everywhere. You and I mean, I've tried like with the pill thing, like the pillar thing where you can like, you like, yeah. like uh, shaving it. I don't know. But I'm just like, God, I just, I, it's also just about the fact that I'm just tired of dealing with it too. <laughs> mm -hmm. And um, my partner is moving in with me in a couple of months. And I was just thinking like, Ma, I, like I told, I told him yesterday, I said, okay, you need to get approval from Ceviche before you move in too, because he, he's the one that you need approval from. Um, Cause this is his space. You're moving into his house. And so how, you know, navigating, like their relationship is really weird um you know and, and that's the other thing it's just like when I first got him like how do you work with a kitten you know you just want to play with them all day and especially play with your hands with them you cannot play with your hands with the cats it's so hard though because now what I'll do is I'll you know like if you if, if you do play too much with your hands with them they just want to attack you all the time because they think it's playtime. Mm -hmm. so learning all of those things was really difficult and I've almost, I mean, there's a lot of times I wish I could go back to a year ago and like redo everything that I did. But, um, you know, I just think it, it, it's still, you know, all definitely worth it. It's just also, it has been very expensive as far as like furniture wise and just realizing nothing is mine anymore. If yeah. I can make you feel better about that real quick, <laughs> I can make you feel better about that real quick. Um, our cats only scratch to let us know that they're upset. Like we've got them scratching posts before. And I, I will tell you right now, I was the person who was like, don't play with your hands. Don't play with your hands. Don't play with your mm -hmm. hands or else he's just going to attack your hands. Um, Nori figured out very quickly that my hand is what controls the thing on the stick. 
that he's chasing. Oh, no. So he still attacks my hands. <laughs> like, he still does it. It has nothing to do. They figure it out. They're very smart beings. <laughs> very, very smart. They're so very smart. About that. <laughs> this is a good episode because when it first started out, it was like, oh no, everyone who's listening is going to go get a kitten as soon as they hear this. <laughs> happen necessarily given the full context it is kitten season i highly advise everyone to go adopt a calf now is the time that they want to bring a pet into their lives (laughs) my my uh the place where i adopted my cat they keep reaching out saying we have so many kittens do you want to foster like no no That was my dream. And all I wanted to do was foster kittens. That's it. I kept asking it. Like, I knew I just, Aaron, I knew I was going to end up like you. <laughs> I just knew I was going to, I was going to try and foster kittens and kittens. And then I'd end up with five like my boss now. And I'd just be like, this is how this happens. This is how mm-hmm. this, <laughs> this happens. But I follow, I don't know if y'all do this, but I think a lot of cat people follow foster people on like Instagram or TikTok. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. So many cat facts from other people just trying to keep their cats alive that I'm like, this this is educational. This is helpful. People should do it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my social media feed has changed dramatically since I have gotten those cats. Like Instagram, it's nothing but cat reels and stuff like that. You know, all of my purchase suggestions are Amazon pets and this, that, and the other. And I buy it because like they need it. They mm-hmm. need to have it. Um, I joined, I got, I, so the best day of my life outside of maybe my kid being born was the day that I got invited to a Facebook group called cool cat moms. Um, and it is a private group, not, not just everybody can join. Um, and I like joined it and I looked through it. I was like, I have found my people. Like I have found my people um and it's just so and and the you know I you know there's always jokes about you know crazy cat ladies and this that and the other and like but you know you do the same thing for a dog and everybody thinks it's adorable you know you're not you're not labeled as you know uh this and so it's just it's been so nice to have that and be like you know what I enjoy this too bad um, you know, and things like that. So yeah, everything, everything changes when you get them. Everything changes. Yes. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, you no, go ahead, Benson. I think lots of people are, it's easy to be a dog person, right? I mean, dogs are just, they're happy to be there. They're stoked to see you. Anybody could touch whatever, yeah. you know, like here for you, throw the ball, bring it back. Not everybody can be a cat person. Like I find that there are very particular people who can enjoy cats and it's usually people who have like a certain type of feelings about people. Like, right? <laughs> it's usually like one of those people, anytime I've met somebody who says to me like, yeah, genuinely, like generally speaking, I, I pretty much hate people. I'm like, but you like cats though, right? And they're like, yes. And I'm like, that's right. Because you can resonate a little bit with them. You can see, you're like, you know what? I like to be a jerk. 70% of my time too if I didn't have all these social norms to follow there are people <laughs> lamps I would knock over if if that was okay this, yeah. you know yep. living vicariously maybe for your cat <laughs> yes um were you gonna say something Lee before oh, I no, I'm you? sorry yeah no I just keep laughing and agreeing with everything everyone's saying because it's all just so relatable <laughs> well, and this is, I'm going to kind of clump a few questions together here because you touched on this a little bit, but like 
how have your pets intersected with work? Um, and I know you're all in different situations in terms of working remotely or working um, in your office. Um, and then I, I'm always a fan of a good Zoom cat story. So if you have any of those, I would be open to those. But um, you've talked about sort of the, the support aspect that your animals offer when things are not going well. Are there other places where you've seen um, your relationship with your cats kind of relate to work experiences that you're having? Oh, they're disruptive. <laughs> they're very disruptive. Uh, Marianne, like you're saying, aggressively cuddling. Like I, I, that is actually probably the exact phrasing that I should be using. Doesn't matter if my, I frequently work with a laptop on, on my lap. Like I'll put a pillow up there, I put a laptop. I work from home right now. Um, it took me three quarters of the pandemic to get an actual functional desk. And then when I did get that functional desk, it just wasn't as comfortable as what I've been making do with on the couch in my pillow scenario. So I will work like that and it's very comfortable for me, but it provides just a elongated lap for Nori. And so he will use all 25 pounds to close my computer and sleep on top of it. And like he will try and get into the space in between my computer and me to crawl up on my chest and sleep in my hair. Like he um, does not care who's on camera. He's as part me, so he's very talkative. Um, he screams, he screams yeah. a lot. <laughs> like, it, sometimes it's just to be like, hey, turn on this faucet. Hey, my window's not open enough. Like, hey, like, did you see that the sun's out today? Like kind of thing. So he's um, very observant in that way. But my favorite, my favorite pandemic Zoom story was Evan. So Evan does a lot of work for, and Evan's my partner. I know I've just been saying it over and over again, but he's my partner. He works part-time on campus when my office has been mostly off campus working during the pandemic. He does campus visits. So I think there's a little bit more um, involved in what he has to do in person, but <clears throat> he came home one day and we have two. So my office is, we have a two bedroom apartment, the office and one of the bedrooms that we convert in. And I have a window and that's primarily the, the room the cats like to hang out in. So we'll leave the window open so they can have a breeze. It's screen. It's not a big deal. Um, Evan comes home and I'm on a Zoom. I'm on Teams, teams call. Teams call with a colleague. We're discussing a case. I work in conduct. <laughs> like we work in conduct. We're talking about a case. We're talking about how we want to follow up and what sanctions may be appropriate for the type of behavior we're seeing, you know, normal, normal stuff. Uh, and Evan runs in the door, like throws the door open and just gotten home and just screams at me in panic, in panic. Why is the cat outside? <laughs> right? And I'm like, no, I just saw and the cat's inside. Like I haven't even opened the door all day. I've literally not moved from this couch. I've been working since like 830. Um, he's runs downstairs freaking out and just yells back at me find the little one not the job I want <laughs> like not the job I want find her she's fine go into the office the screen has been pushed out of the window because again my cat is 25 pounds <laughs> like and I just don't make this connection in my head he had decided he had had enough of this indoor life he was gonna break out break out of here we live on a second story apartment. Doesn't matter. He's jumped out of 60 feet in the air. I can surely handle 15. No big deal. 
pushes out the window, jumps out. He must have just landed on the ground when Evan turned the corner because Evan's like, I came, I came home, I turned the corner and I see him and you go, sorry for everybody at home, but he's like on all fours like this, looking, like, looking at Evan like he already knows he's not supposed to be there. Um, so we had to, had to corral him back inside. Like that's the thing he really wants to get out right now. And so anytime we open the door, like we have to stop opening that window. <laughs> and anytime we open the door, he, he makes a mad dash outside. He'll go all the way down the stairs and then it'll just stop because he doesn't, he hasn't planned further from there yet. Uh, so it's easy to catch him, but yeah, I had to close my, well, and everybody on my work call heard it, you know, right? They're like, what happened to the cat? And I was like, it's fine. <laughs> it's like, hey, it wasn't my fault, despite what you heard on this podcast. <laughs> Anytime something goes wrong with these cats, it's my fault, right? It doesn't matter. It's probably true, but still. Evan wants to tell his side he can find his own podcast. Yeah, you can find it. <laughs> yep, that's right. I love that. Um, well, you know, I've been working in person pretty much the whole pandemic. Um, but, you know, for me, just um, living in this, you know, existing in this COVID world, and then, you know, 99% of my work, even to this day, is still related to COVID, um, you know, is um, it was so nice to go home and not like to be forced to like take care of another thing or you know they come and they sit with me and I don't have my phone with me and I can't do anything else because I'm the rule in our house is if there is a cat that is on your lap you don't have to do anything like you like I literally have texted my daughter to say please go get me a soda because the cat is on my lap um, and so she'll come downstairs, get me the soda. And I do the same for her. If a cat is on your lap, you don't have to do anything. That's, <laughs> that's the rule in the house. Um, there have been a few times when I've worked, you know, at, from home with them. Um, I don't love doing it because they, they, that's the only time that they're interested in like cuddling during the day a whole lot. Um, and so I don't find that I'm as productive. Um, I enjoy it because I can take a little break, you know, and go cuddle a cat and stuff like that. So that's nice, but I'm just not, um, I'm a pretty like, um, siloed person. So it's just better for me to be able to do that. And I can do that. And I'm very, very lucky in my job to have a private office and I can do it in a safe manner, um, and things like that. But the thing they've not made, um, any sort of, um, I mean, I've had to like stop um, meetings because they're doing their kitten NASCAR or kitten fight type thing, you know. Um, but one time um, I was, um, we used to get all of the data for our dashboard for COVID numbers. Um, and so I was up and I was doing that. I was doing it from home for some reason. I don't remember why. And I got up and I walked away and my cat jumped on keyboard with all of like the COVID data and stuff. And I was like, oh, Eddie, I mean, I mean, just a slew of stuff. Her eyes got so big. If she could cry, she would have, because I was like, oh my gosh, luckily we have backups on backups. It doesn't take too much to recover and those kind of things. But I was like, this cat almost like destroyed the data for this dashboard. <laughs> um, and you know, that was the absolute last time I did it from home. Or if I did it from home, it was where they can't get to and things like that. Um, but that was probably, um, my um, least fun uh, cat work thing um, and stuff like that. 
I would have really appreciated an announcement from Clemson saying, um, you know, <laughs> you're so sorry for the mess up, but a cat. Um, and then everyone would be like, oh, we understand. We understand. Um, that's a good excuse because that's the excuse I use all the time. So yep. aren't they distant relatives of tigers anyway? Like, yeah, so there was a missed opportunity there. <laughs> there, you go. there you go. Oh my gosh. I, she hid, like I yelled and she hid under my daughter's bed for the whole day. She was like, grandma has lost her mind. <laughs> now I am staying away from her. Oh no. I, it's, I kind of similar to you. I don't, so like I said, I don't really work from home very much. I, um, we actually, we were virtual last fall with our program. Um, but I still came into the office just because of the cat. Um, and I also just don't have a lot of space to, um, like have a, you know, desk and everything in there. But when I first got ceviche, he was horrible with my computer, horrible with it. And would like climb on it, like you guys said and everything. And, um, my favorite story is I had just gotten him and I used to lock him in my bedroom because that's where the litter box is and where I could be away from him while I was in a meeting and I had like my table set out and everything. And um, I don't remember what meeting it was, but it was a really big meeting because I had my CEO in it, like all the other vice presidents, like the board members, like it was a pretty big meeting, I think, to discuss COVID and everything. And I was at home and I had to get up for something because I think he was scratching at the door and just like meowing like crazy. And I was just like, I can't, like, I'm so sorry. So thankfully I had muted it and I turned off my video. I said, I'll be right back um, because he shot out from the room and just wham right into the computer, like just sprinted. Like I think he flew across the room into the computer <laughs> and like it fell, this wasn't even my computer. This is like the work computer. So I was just like, oh my God, this cat just broke my computer for work. I just caught it like a month ago. Um, and so thankfully nobody saw it, but I imagine it was very hilarious. Just this cat, just all of a sudden just flying into the computer. And I was like, I'm so sorry, but thankfully no one even cared or no one noticed. I just had turned my video off, but yeah, it's, I, I currently tutor some, uh, kids, uh, like third grader, third, no fourth graders, um, once a week. And so they always ask like, bring out the cat, um, whenever I'm home. And sometimes I can't do it from home for various reasons. But they're just, that's all they, that's the first thing they tell me is bring out the cat. And I'm like, okay, all right, hold on. He's right here. And usually he just likes to show off his butt anyway. And be like, hello, I'm here today. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's very entertaining with, with him sometimes, but it's, it's almost too much with cats just at home because they do just want to climb on the computer mm -hmm. and that's, you know, it's warm. They want to climb on it. They want to be on it. And it's just, it's, it's a lot. So if, if I were to interview your cats, and say, what has been your favorite thing about the past year? What would they say? Oh, 100% that somebody's home that turned the faucet on. <laughs> like that is like, I mean, like, cats are so on their own time, like that they don't, they don't really care that we're there or not. I mean, it's nice because here's another cushion or here's something that can give me a treat or here's, <laughs> here's someone who is equally warm as my body. Like, so I will just lay next to you. Uh, but it's he that's what he appreciates most our cat like for whatever reason refuses to drink out of a bowl used to do it all the time I don't know when he got on the faucet train but he only drinks running water now and I'm the I'm the freak with the lack of willpower who's like has our cat drank water today did you turn a faucet on for him well he needs a faucet on kind of thing so <laughs> he's probably most stoked about that he's just he's catered to because he's he's pretty because <laughs> he's pretty so 
I uphold that beauty mandate in this house. I thought, you know, it's hard to say what they've enjoyed. I would hope that, you know, being adopted by us is the, their highlight of the year, right? Um, but it's, it's hard to say. I mean, I would love, I don't know. So I definitely dress them up for the appropriate holidays. So there's been, um, they were devils for Halloween because that is appropriate. Um, <laughs> I broke my new Christmas before Thanksgiving stuff because I found sweaters for them and I needed to make sure they fit. So we, we took those pictures. Um, I didn't do anything for Valentine's Day. I kind of regret that. Um, they did, I found like, um, East, like the, that tool that you put around Easter baskets is perfect for cats. So they had little Easter outfits. Um, they had a birthday party recently because we, we don't know like their exact birthday, but they needed to have a birthday party, of course. So we think it was in April. So we gave them a birthday party and that was super fun. Um, they haven't killed us in our sleep yet. So that's, <laughs> I think the fact that I, I am most grateful for that because I, that we've gotten some looks um, and those kind of things. I think that they're probably, they, I think that Itty would say, you know, Itty's very new to this world and she's just trying to figure things out, folks. Um, so it would probably be either that she discovered the absolute joy that is hair ties. Like mm -hmm. she loves hair ties. And she's not allowed to have hair ties, which results in she, if you have a hair tie on your wrist, she will snarl and try and bite it off your wrist. And so it's either that, or she literally will have her sister play lookout while she goes into the kitchen to eat off of any sort of food that's left on the counter from the dishes and stuff like that. So there's that, um, Monster, I think, I think that Monster is just happy that Itty has kind of grown up a little bit and she doesn't have to try. I think that Monster is on this. So Itty's new and she's trying to figure things out. Monster is here to make sure her sister doesn't use her nine lives too quickly. Um, and so Monster, I think, is just happy that her sister has kind of learned a few things. Um, we've also discovered that Monster um, is a big soccer fan. So when we watch soccer on the TV, she jumps up onto the TV cabinet and like paws at the game, trying to play soccer, trying to grab the soccer balls that are there. And her favorite toys are these spongy soccer balls as well. So the fact that she has embraced her, um, her love of soccer, I think is the favorite thing because we watch soccer now because my daughter started playing. Um, and so I think that's, that's her favorite things, but I think she's also very um, happy that Itty has become a little bit more responsible and she doesn't have to be on constant lookout to make sure she's not falling or, you know, whatever it is that Itty decided to do one day. Awesome. Yeah, I think CBJ is just excited to be with me, kind of like what Madison said and what Mary Erin said too, just excited to be here and have someone, um, I, you know, it, I feel kind of bad sometimes. I think he gets really lonely during the day, which is why I've been debating another cat. Like I'll, I'll get home and he hasn't ate any food because he waits till I get home. Like, okay, mom's home. Now I will eat my food. And not all the time. Sometimes he'll do that. Sometimes he won't. But I just, you know, wish that I, you know, could get him a little friend, but then I don't know if he'd like a little friend. Um, one of my friends that I made here, she has a pug puppy. Like she just got a pug puppy. And so I kind of want to introduce the two of them and see how they yeah. would do. 
there's a really funny video I have because Ceviche has met a dog before. Um, it was a golden retriever, I think, or a, a lab one, I think. And uh, my mom was bringing it down for a friend. And so there was like a weird break before they arrived. So we're like, well, let's have Ceviche meet him. And he was like maybe six months old at that point or five months old. Um, and he just wasn't sure what to make of the dog. He was just kind of like, I don't know what this is. And he just kind of like stood up on the couch, just like, Ugh. Well, then at one point they did kind of meet each other and that dog just like went to town on that cat. Like he just like smacked him around and just pushing him over. And he was just kind of like, okay, I, I don't think he had any idea of how to react to it. So <laughs> it was just kind of funny. So he's just definitely learning new things too and learning how to navigate all the different situations. And I, I do kind of wish that I could get him another cat, but I think he's, I do think he's pretty thankful to be there too with me and I'd like to think so. He just kind of flops over next to me most of the time. So at least he does like me. That's good. We didn't intentionally get another cat either. <laughs> like, that's, not, that's not how that happened. Because Nori was- It not, never happens that way. Oh, Mary Aaron. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. Even though I planned it. I just can't. I know what that was. Yeah. I know what yeah. that was. Well, and so we go to, we finally get these. And so I call my cats the demon nuggets because they're demons, but they're cute. Little nuggets, right? Or 16 pound nuggets. Um, and so we go to the, we take them to their first like vet appointment and stuff like that. And what does this vet say to my daughter? She says, oh, well, these cats are just so healthy and well cared for. You should foster kittens and take care of them. And I, and my daughter, she looked at me with like the biggest, happiest eyes in the world because she's been on my, now she, you know, cats are like magnets. Once you have one, you just want more. Um, and I'm like, no, like this is enough. I lived through fleas. I'm not living through it again and stuff like that. But she was just like, and so the whole ride home, mom, what do you think about that? You know, she says I'm responsible. I was like, I'm, we need to switch vets. Like, this is not acceptable. Who does that? Who says that to a person? <laughs> yeah, we had... Who says that to a small child? Like, who oh, said that to me? And I would be like, why? You said that veterinarian? Did you say something? <laughs> <laughs> was she mad? I, I, <laughs> was she... Well, and this, and this vet just, you know, I looked at her like, are you kidding me, lady? Like, are you, like, they're literally, I just, I just got done cutting the crap off of her fur. I told you that. Like, like, I'm asking about flea treatment. I don't know at what point you thought that we were good owners of these animals, other than the fact that we have no shame and we're willing to tell you all of the things that we have done wrong with these animals. But I was just like, the only reason oh, that no, you know, I was doing the head shake and the, the hairy eyeball, like, no, no, no. And she just was like, she looked at me like, I think she'd do a wonderful job. And I was like, <laughs> like behind her, like behind the, your daughter, just kind of like with the, like the one of those hand ring. across the neck. <laughs> no, like just stop talking. Just stop. <laughs> yes. Like that. <laughs> across the neck. Yeah, yeah. people at home can't see that we're doing kind of like the neck cut off, stop talking. <laughs> yes. No, these cats are dying, actually, right? Yeah, like these cats are dying. It's like anytime I see those ads now, too, for like those, like in the arms of an angel one, like all oh, those, I'm like, oh, I just need to have all of them. I do have a goal one day that I would like to, I had a friend that um, would adopt older animals, like when they were like about to 
pass away and they were in the shelter to give them a home before they died. Yeah. And I, oh, I loved her so much because the yeah. amount of work that she would do for those pets to make sure they had a loving home before they passed away was just really, really sweet. And I, I don't yeah. think I could do it still, but she, she had at least four or five pets in the, in the time that I knew her and was just always so loving with them. She'd take them everywhere. She'd show them the beach. She would do everything Aww. with those pets and just, I just, uh, I wish I had that kind of soul. Same thing with people that foster pets too. You know, like I just giving yeah. them up afterwards, like, no, you know, they always have like those foster failures. I would be a foster failure every oh, yeah. single time. <laughs> oh yeah. Like we, there would be no fostering. Like I'm not like, I, 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 there's no way I could give them up. Like, I just, I love them. Like I, I have completely embraced my identity as a kitten grandma and <laughs> I treat them like they are my grandbabies and they get whatever they want. And that's just the way it is, except when they like literally jump up and like use their claws to climb up my back. Yes. That, that okay. is unacceptable. We have had many discussions about that. Um, and that's when they get and that's when they get their claws cut. They get their mani petties once they start climbing grandma's back. I, again, I think it could be a really cool trick if it was just a little bit more coordinated. Like if he could do it on command, like where he climbs up on my back and sits on my shoulder, I would pull that out at parties all the time and be like, oh, I want to see my cat dog. Like, <laughs> like what I was trying to say earlier is like the only reason we have two is because when we used to let Nori go outside, one followed him home. Like, and that is that is now Evan's cat because I she had a she had a big scar on her neck. I don't know why I had to show you with my hair. Like, but she had a, she had a big scar on her neck when we first got her, um, or when she first found us. And I made Evan catch her and take her to the vet, one hundred percent thinking we were gonna pawn her off on his sister who was looking for a cat at the time. And I was like, this is perfect. Um, she loved our cat, and then Evan just because I'm Nori's favorite, decided that he needed to have something competitive uh as well <laughs> and so he he adopted little sweet but the size because she had that thing on her neck we think it messed with our growth plate because her size and it's probably close to itty bitty like mm -hmm. if i'm hearing it correctly because we yeah. call her little sweet because she's about this big and comically next to the 25 pound pat she looks like a forever kitten she'll never yeah. she'll never get bigger than that but she's also just like the worst thing to ever exist in this house. She pees on all of Evan's stuff, so I don't really need to care about it, but like, it's a territory thing. It's 100% a territory thing. Um, she's terrified of me. She runs if I step into a room. It doesn't even matter if I'm holding food kind of thing, so I just don't like, don't bring her up a lot, like, whatever, except for her name. queerness, Madison, a lot of people have that same reaction. Even if you're carrying food, they're going to go but hide usually it. Usually after a couple of minutes of hanging out with me, they're like, this wasn't that bad, you know? Like, that that's typically the reaction that I get. <laughs> this is, I thought this was going to be much worse. So I'm just surprised that after a year, like, she's not even there yet. <laughs> Mary Erin, I just want to say real fast that I love the idea of you with the cat, like picking it up from where it's messing up, sitting it down, making him sit like crisscross applesauce or just sit down and just say, oh, yeah. now, do you understand what you did wrong? And just the cat kind of looking at you like, okay, okay, grandma. Okay. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I just we, love that. oh, we have developmental conversations all the time, all the time. Like, and you know, they, sometimes they take sometimes like many times like students, you just need to 
to keep going and to have faith that one day it's going to click for them and they're going to learn, but they know, and, and they, they have things to say back to me. And, and we discuss some of the language that they use. It's just not appropriate. Um, <laughs> this is so yeah. student affairs. This is, <laughs> this is like, so student affairs. <laughs> well, and I will say that, you know, we wanted a dog and I never was a dog person because we always had cats when I was, when I was growing up. And so I never thought that I was a dog person and now I love dogs. Mm -hmm. Um, But I kind of stole that from somebody. There was one time a bunch of us um, rented a house for a weekend. And so we were there and somebody brought their dog. And this was the greatest dog that I have ever met in my life. Super cute, super chill, super well-behaved. I was like, well, (laughs) I can hang with this dog, right? Like this is a great dog. so, but one morning I got up and Laura, um, her owner was at the kitchen and was like cleaning the dishes and the dog was kind of like shamefully laying on the kitchen floor. And what I figured out from their conversation was that the dog had chosen to tip over the garbage at some point. And so Laura was having this really developmental conversation with her dog about like, I don't, you know, like I, we've talked about this before. Um, I'm not, I'm not quite sure why you continue to make these bad decisions. You, you know, you just made a bunch of friends with all these people and now you jumped, you dumped over the garbage. You had plenty of food, just having this really rational conversation with the dog. And I was, and so I think, you know, I just kind of was like, oh, well, that makes sense. We just need to talk to them so that they understand like what they're doing and like, that certain things are not appropriate and incorrect. I will never forget that. Um, and so I think I kind of like channel that because I thought it was so great. And um, I definitely do it now. I talk to them all the time. And a lot of it is like, do you, do you realize how that was a little stupid? Like, do you, was it worth it? Like, was it worth it? I don't know. I don't think it was. <laughs> political discussions. <laughs> like entire political discussions. <laughs> Our preferences, I actually think is pretty egalitarian, which I appreciate, like, which, I, which I do appreciate. Lee, what I would do, because you said that your partner's coming to move down with you soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would take one out of Mary Aaron's book and just do that whole, I can't do anything if it's cats on top of me. Like, I'm going to take that after this conversation. Hey, Evan, can you get me a glass of water? Yep. Cats sleep. Oh, yeah. I, I'd love to say that they've kept me on some sort of routine or they're the reason I get up in the morning, but 100% they're the reason I don't get out of bed more often than not. Exactly. Right? Like, yep. I use the excuse of a cat is curling in the crook of my body more than any other excuse in my life. Like, I can't yeah. get up. Sorry. Just doesn't feel like a day to day. Like it just doesn't. Yep. But see, for me, um, I don't, they're not allowed in my bedroom. So, um, because for me, they're like, I'm technically the owner, right? Cause I'm the adult, right. But they're, they were for my daughter. So I never wanted them to sleep in my room. And so I just keep that door closed. So they're never there. But when I wake up because she will kick them out of her room at four 30 because they're playing or doing whatever. So they will come downstairs and wait outside my door. Cause they know I get up before the teenager and so I open the door and I'm tripping over these two cats because they're like, grandma's up, time to play. Grandma's up, time to play. And they don't, and then they get scared because grandma makes coffee and it makes a loud noise. And that it's just this whole, this whole thing every morning. 
every morning. Um, but yeah, we, I don't have that excuse. So I have to like take the excuses where they come. Yeah. The only reason in our house you would ever kick a cat off your lap is because you have to go to the bathroom and like, you have to go right now, not just like, I kind of have to go to the bathroom. You need to wait until the last possible minute and go to the bathroom. Otherwise you stay on the couch with that cat house rule house rule. Well, along these same lines, as we kind of wrap up, and just so you know, I'm really hoping this will be the first spinoff podcast of this series is the three of you getting together a couple times a week and just talking about this is what happened to me. But um, any advice that you have for somebody who's thinking about getting a cat, and you've shared some of that, or um, anything that you want to talk about that I should have asked that I didn't ask you about? I think my only piece of advice is just really, if you are going to get a cat, go through and like decat your place or look at what, like, what do you value in your life? Because you're not going to be able to value that in the future. Um, <laughs> so just like, what is it that you, if, if you, if you have a lot of material things and you don't want to see those material things destroyed, don't get a cat. Um, actually just don't really get a pet really. Cause dogs will do the same thing. Dogs will chew and everything else too. I'm sure Michelle, you know that with your with your pup, who I just absolutely adore those Facebook posts every day. I always look for those. so awesome. Um, <laughs> but, you know, just what are, what do you value in your life? And if you value material things, maybe a pet is not for you. Maybe a fish would be better because uh, they don't make a lot of mess. But I, I mean, honestly, like I, like I said, I, it's tons of money just replacing things or fixing things or, you know, and especially if you're in an apartment too, um, think about that um, just because um, you have to pay a pet deposit. Um, Actually, I don't know if I should say this on the podcast. Well, I'll just say it because I don't think they're going to listen. My cat is an undocumented kitten. Um, he, I, it's $400. It's $400 for the pet fee plus $20 a month. No, no, I'm sorry. So he's undocumented. Um, so every time I have to have someone come in and fix my place, I have to like hide him and shove him in the closet. Uh, it's very entertaining. But, you know, just also think about that. Like how much is it going to cost you if you live somewhere? And then if they do happen to like, ruin the carpet or something like that how are you going to pay for that so that's my piece of advice yeah I mean I would I, you know I look through and I see all of you know there was kind of that you know pet pandemic or you know everyone's adopting pets and stuff like that you know um I just remember that especially if you keep your cats indoors um my parents had a cat that lived until it was 20 or 21 yes. you know like mm -hmm. this is this is a huge commitment and yes they're a little more low maintenance and things like that than a dog. I'm not, I'm very happy when I sleep and sleep until nine o'clock on a Saturday and I'm not taking a dog outside. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's still a commitment. Um, I think we hit on the financial piece of it. Um, I mean, literally with, for the first two months of their lives between like vet bills and getting stuff, it was $500 like on vet bills and stuff like that, just to get mm -hmm. them where they needed to go. So it's a significant financial investment. Um, and as Madison had talked about, like when things happen to them, like you're gonna fix it, like you're gonna find a way to make it better. Um, and so I think that's that's something that people don't realize. Um, and I wish I had planned a little bit better for, I definitely got caught up in the cuteness um, and I don't regret it at all. And I'm able to make that commitment to them. Um, the other thing I talk about, and Lee, you kind of talked about as well is like, understand that you're their person. And like, you know, when, you know, Lee, you see so many heartbreaking stories about, you know, as the cat or dog gets older and they take him to the shelter and this, that, and the other, like, don't do that. Mm -hmm. like, don't do that. Like, 
like they are, you are their person. And yes, cats are difficult and they're standoffish and they're pretty awful. Um, but you know, as they get older, just, they just want to be loved, you know? And so just be willing to understand that this is a commitment for their lifetime. Now, clearly things happen, you know, um, and stuff like that. And sometimes I know one friend in particular that they had a dog and then they had kids and they tried really hard to train the dog, but the dog just kept biting and they had, they had to give the dog back. Mm -hmm. Um, but just understand that, um, you're going to have some rough days ahead keeping them. And I've been through that where we've had to, you know, it's just been time and we've had to, you know, deal with that. Um, but I wouldn't, I don't regret it at all. And I'm so, I'm just so happy to have them. So, but just realize that this is not, you know, some dogs, you know, are more in the 10 to 15 year range. Cats can be a 15 to 20 year commitment. Mm -hmm. Um, so just be prepared for the long haul if you get a kitten and that they're just going to destroy everything. Like we said, everything everything morale dreams livelihoods <laughs> like, I mean, it's, not just, it's not just material things uh but it, there's an odd sense of validation that comes with that comes along with just getting the love of an animal that you mm -hmm. that tries really hard not to appreciate things um yeah. i I echo a lot of the sentiments that Mary Erin had shared. I actually had a similar diatribe like written out here where I think that there is something to be said about the commitment to an animal, regardless of if it is a cat, dog, or a llama. I really want to get a llama. <laughs> like, really <laughs> want to get a llama. Um, it, you, you make the commitment to that pet. You don't necessarily know what type of pet you're getting. I mean, Lee, you had the opportunity to go and meet some cats, but even after meeting a cat for 30 minutes, you don't really know what you're no. signing mm -hmm. up for. Same with a dog. When you go and rescue a dog or you get a new puppy, you don't really know what that animal is going to, what characteristics are going to make up that animal. You just know this is my animal and I'm committing to this animal. And so like, I think it's really our responsibility as people to see that all the way through. And yeah, I understand there are situations in which case where you have to like reprioritize. I still, I still throw judgment there. I still throw judgment there. And that's on, that's my thing. I get to do that. I get to do that, but I also don't have kin. So, you know, there are some things that you can, you can throw out and say, this is why you would think that way. Um, I do think cats get a bad rap. Unfortunately, I don't think enough people have seen Brendan Fraser's The Mummy and remember how integral cats were to the protection in that film. <laughs> I just think that if you are an icon of safety in a like iconic movie <laughs> that is the cinematic adventure, that is The Mummy, you should have a little bit more street cred than what they're given on a regular basis. Um, but, uh, you know, cats are cute. Kittens are really cute. I mean, they're just, and all they do is sleep and they want to sleep on you. And so if you're like in one of those spaces where like physical affirmation uh, is a big thing for you, like cats will get you there. Like, and like, I think it's already been said, they're a little bit less responsibility with a lot less like respect for you. And so the more that you, the more that you can get that, the more that you can get a cat train a cat I'm using air quotes no one can see that like but the more you can train that kind of cat uh, you get that sense of validation where you're like I know what I'm doing I know what I, if I can train a cat like even a little bit even enough to make myself think that I'm actually training this cat when really he's just doing what he wants to do it's that next step of validation which is really all I need in my life at this point in time right like it's just again the cat hug 
the cat hag is the pinnacle of success and i don't think that i'm gonna move past that in in my field in at least the next like couple of years so i'm taking this as my big win um i'd encourage anybody to get a pet i think pets are great i think pets are great as long as you have the time to commit to them and you know that you are going to commit to them um if you're one of those people who can't stand your furniture getting scratched up or you know doesn't sure let's stick with that i can't i just can't take irresponsible pet owners right like do your research like don't declaw that cat if you're getting a cat to declaw that cat you don't you shouldn't have a cat go get a hamster like go get a get a llama they're not gonna claw up your stuff like they'll be fine tina will be an excellent person to have in your backyard but yeah so I, i think it's just do your research first and foremost about really take a look at your priorities and where they're at and where you can manage them and or or change them around um and ask yourself some like harder questions because the worst thing in the world is where people get kittens and give them away when they're cats um nothing breaks my heart more nothing breaks my heart more like and so like yeah you are their person and like that comes with a great sense of responsibility and just delivering on that promise is also a really rewarding piece of your life that you get to have if you actually follow through with it um so be like brandon fraser <laughs> like save a cat save the world you know <laughs> um and just well i will say as somebody who has um a child and and pets um just if you know i waited a long time until I knew that she was ready and could take care of the animal and those kind of things. And so just make sure that if you're getting a pet and you're hoping that your kid would help out, that they're developmentally ready to take that on, Mm -hmm. Um, that they're not going, that they understand not to, you know, that like cats, especially like cats claw and they don't care who you are. Um, And so like, I mean, like everybody talked about, like I have some scars from bites and, and, and things like that. And, but my daughter's old enough to understand that. And she knows how to do that. I will also say that um, while it is different to have a cat as opposed to a pet, any sort of anxiety or anything that you had surrounding your children, you'll just transfer it onto your pets. And so like, like, did I close the door? Is the door closed? Are they fed enough? Like, it is exactly what I went through when my daughter was younger, but I'm now doing it with the cats. So I'm a lot of fun at parties, a lot of fun at parties with that because I'm like checking my ring, like, oh, are they okay? Are they doing okay? So just realize that you're gonna, you're gonna freak out about some things and you're probably going to take them to the vet when they don't need to be and they're fine and those kinds of things. Um, (laughs) But I think especially with kids, like you just don't, you know, like make sure that your kid can understand like that a kitten scratches, you know, and if they're going to freak out about that and it's going to make life miserable, then don't get it because they don't, because the cats don't know, they don't know. And it's not their fault. Um, and it's annoying for sure, but just make sure they're at a point where they understand kind of the behaviors of the animal and can work with the animal in a way, you know, like there's might be some kids that would do great with a cat, but bad with a dog. Um, and so I would just encourage people to make sure that if you have a child and you're bringing the animal in, that you're working with your child as well on the responsibility and the proper care and management of, and the challenges of a cat or a dog. And also partners. Yeah, about that because not sometimes they're no different than kids. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> training, training for all. Yep. Okay, I 
I saw you unmute, Lee, so I didn't want to talk. Oh, no, you. you're good. I'm sorry, okay. Michelle. I just, yeah. Yep, no, you're good. Um, so kind of as we conclude, what's something that's bringing you joy right now? And it can be cat kitten related. It can be something totally different. But whoever would like to go first, what what is making you happy today? I'm never the first to go with optimistic, <laughs> optimistic responses, but I did prepare one because I knew that I would have to. Because um, you know, you know me, I tried to get some pessimism like in here too, just to be like, let's be a little bit more equal about it. Optimism's not always the greatest, <laughs> except it is, right? Um, my so last last month, my mom found out that she had skin cancer, which is on the spectrum of severe, obviously the least severe of cancer, but it was just another drop in the bucket of everything that is WTF right now. Um, and so today she got out of her surgery where she actually got it all removed and she had really clean margins and she doesn't have to do any follow-up treatment in regards to like chemo or radiation. And so we have just gotten a Big sigh of relief in our family. We're really excited. And I am, um, she lives in Indiana. I'm currently in Florida. I go up there next week to spend about a week with her and my brothers and my dad. So that is my, that's my piece of positivity with a little sprinkle of pessimism on there. Cause why not? <laughs> that's awesome. Right. Um, I have my pottery. Um, I just have all my pottery pieces. So that brings me, I, I finished my uh, one cup yesterday. I got to pick it up yesterday. That was for my partner. Um, I tried to do it like Florida State colors and the gold did not come out gold at all, but that's fine. You know, we're just rolling with it. Glazes will never tell you what color they're going to be as much as you want to say like, oh, that's what's going to look like. It never comes out exactly like you think. Um, so, but I love it. It's been really great. So my pottery has been bringing me joy. Keep it away from ceviche. Yes, yes, ceviche is nowhere allowed anywhere near it. So much like Madison, I'm not a overly optimistic, happy person. It's just, it's just not my thing. Um, but I will say that I feel like um, 2021, we just got to take the victories where they are, folks, right? Um, mm -hmm. Small victories, small victories. That the year of 2021 is the year of the small victories. Um, and so, um, my daughter um, recently just fell in love with soccer um, and spring is the soccer season. And she was up to like seven practices a week with games and things like that. So we were running pretty hard. And this is our first week where we were in a break and we don't have JV practices. We don't have club practices and we can just exist and be, and I can cook dinner and watch Dateline and have a cat on my lap. And it is just amazing. It is amazing to have um you know last night I just went for a walk for an hour and a half by myself listening to some podcasts and that's not usually something that I get to do with our schedule and so I'm just very grateful for the luxury of time um you know I'm grateful that we get to fill our time with those things um because that's not an opportunity that many people have or the finances or the flexibility to put their child in extracurriculars um, so I'm so grateful that if we get to do that, but on the flip side, I'm also very grateful for the time when I don't have to um, do that. And I, and I have the luxury of taking a two hour walk in my neighborhood because it's safe and I have the ability to do that. So super grateful for time right now. Well, thank you all so much. I mean, I, 
speaking of time, I know that you took time out of your schedules to have this conversation and um, felt like it was a conversation that absolutely needed to happen. So I think there was some, some benefit to that, um, hopefully for each of you, but definitely for me. Um, so I just thank you one more time uh, for your, your contribution and your insights to the conversation today. Thanks, Michelle. Yeah, it was so much fun. It was so much fun. I really appreciate the inclusion. Yeah. <laughs> of us cat folks. Just so listeners know, this originally was going to be just about a dog episode, but there was much interest in cats are dogs. <laughs> cats are dogs too. <laughs> I almost said. Um, no, cats are pets too, is what I meant to say. So definitely glad that I was um, receptive and open-minded to that. Um, so today's Essay Today podcast is brought to you by SAXA. We thank them for their support. Additionally, the show would not be possible without producer Jen Lowe, Madison's colleague. That's really how she likes to be identified most of the time. Yeah, that's how she does it in meetings too. <laughs> Uh, Jen makes all of this happen. Um, my name is Michelle Botcher, and it's been a pleasure to host this episode. Before we leave, I will share a quote with you all. Uh, this kind of relates to what you were talking about with the mummy, I think. But in ancient times, cats were worshipped as gods. They have not forgotten this. <laughs> and that is Terry Pratchett. So thank you, everyone, for listening. And have a beautiful day. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. thanks, Michelle. And uh, Madison and Lee, I'm probably going to friend you on Facebook, and I'll invite <laughs> you to my cool cat moms. Are we already not friends on Facebook? <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know if we are, but if we're not, we're going to make this happen, and then you can yeah. see all of the um, developmental conversations that I have. Well, now I'm very disappointed that I haven't been invited to the cool cat mom club. I'm like, oh, oh y'all, it's happening. <laughs> I'm going to friend you all just so I can see pictures of your cats, so.